This is On Target, a look at politics, crime, education, what's happening in Newfoundland and Labrador with the people who know. The views and opinions expressed on this program are not necessarily those of this station. And now your On Target host, Linda Swain. Good afternoon, everyone. Well, Fonz, what do you think waking up this morning now and seeing a little bit of daylight anyway? <laughs> uh, yeah. Ask me at four o'clock, he says. Yeah, I'm fourth cup of coffee. That's how I'm going to put it. <laughs> there you go. Uh, yeah, it's not going to be that uh, wonderful leaving work today in the dark. But that's it. That's the time of year we're at. The clocks did go back an hour yesterday. Well, it was a challenging summer for the residents of Grand Falls, Windsor, the town, of course, threatened by fire raging in central Newfoundland over the summer. And while the flame was still uh, quite a distance away, the town infrastructure was spared, but the smoke had a dramatic impact on people's lives, especially depending on which way that wind was blowing. It forced many to leave town and seek shelter elsewhere, while others uh, in the area lost their cabins or summer homes. That pulled the town into the provincial and national spotlight. But what else is happening in Grand Falls, Windsor these days? A number of concerns have been raised about the health accord and its potential impact on health care in the region. Regionalization front and center at a recent meeting of MNL on the weekend and a myriad of other issues affecting Grand Falls, Windsor. Our guest today on On Target is none other than Mayor Barry Manuel. Hello. Hello, Linda. How are you today? Great. So did you get a chance to attend the MNL meetings? I did for a uh, day I went out and I also was a part of a panel presentation with regards to emergency preparedness with our experiences uh, with forest fire that you mentioned. And we had a couple of our councillors as well that attended. I think they had close to 400 delegates there and always very valuable sessions and talking about, you know, current challenges and working together and all the buzzwords that you mentioned and many more. So it was definitely a good, uh, a good, great organization really for the province and all the municipalities that it represents and Grand Falls Windsor has always gotten a lot of uh, good feedback and good information from MNL. And I should mention that our very own councillor Amy Coey is president of MNL now. So uh, we have some close ties there uh, at least until next November when uh, she's up for election again. Yes, and I have to say she's done a, 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 a wonderful job just uh, keeping uh, municipalities and uh, the concerns that they're being faced by them uh, in the forefront. Um, so what did you learn from the fires this uh, summer in terms of emergency preparedness? Well, I guess there is a number of things we learned. I mean, first of all, it was a uh, time when we pulled out our emergency plan, and that's something that, you know, doesn't see much use, and that's a great thing. We do have some tabletop exercises at times. It is a fairly lengthy document that we have in place, and we're fortunate that we do. So as soon as we knew there was a fire anywhere near of significance, we pulled out that plan and went through it, and this was in late July or early August, of course, and, uh, you know, we got everybody together who has a role to play on our emergency management committee. So our MEO, our fire chief, our, uh, our town manager, and a number of the senior management players. And 
Then we worked closely with uh, a lot of other stakeholders as well. As you know, this was a provincial government declared state of emergency. So it was the provincial government that were leading this. And as such, they had three calls daily, which uh, we got on a conference call with, uh, you know, it would be the health, uh, central health, the health department, the Department of Seniors, Social Services, the um the emergency management group in St. John's and the fire commission, like a bunch of uh, stakeholders to be able to discuss where things were along with all communities, of course, that were impacted within the central region. And that included us in terms of smoke, as you mentioned, and also the possibility of fire reaching the community. It was about 25 kilometers away at one point and expected to get as close as 15 kilometers, but then Mother Nature uh, did the finishing touches on what was already a great job by uh, forced fire fighters, both in the air and on the ground, uh, to prevent uh, what could have been a lot worse. But those calls happened three times a day, so we were well informed. Uh, The Premier, I had to say, was totally engaged and uh, heard from him as did other communities uh, often throughout this uh, week and a half, two week period. And we work closely with the other communities, particularly with Bishop Falls. You know, we're very close together. So myself and Mayor King uh, talked daily and sometimes multiple times a day to make sure that our communications were lining up and, you know, we were of the same understanding if there was any concerns and that sort of thing. But for us, the learning experience that I'd like to pass on to others in the province is to make sure that you do have an emergency plan. It's something that, uh, you know, can can't be uh, overstated at this time in our history when it comes to the climate change and global warming, particularly. We saw the events in Port of Bass recently devastating. Obviously, we were very fortunate that it was more of a what if, but for us, uh, we were prepared for a potential evacuation, and some people did leave, as you mentioned. And we had our RCMP, uh, search and rescue, all these uh, players that we had to coordinate with when regards to a possible evacuation. You know, can we go east and west? Uh, is it going to be just uh, east or west, depending on the fire conditions? How to uh, reach the vulnerable population in our community? You know, how to handle the traffic concerns at the different en- entrances and exits, uh, the TCH traffic, etc. So it was a really uh, good experience from a preparedness point of view. So from Grand Falls-Windsor's perspective, certainly we feel that if there's an evacuation to take place anytime soon, and we hope that it never happens, but if it does, we feel we're in uh, a good position understanding what needs to happen and all the players that, uh, that need to be involved. Was it tough to keep up or did your emergency uh, plan take into account, I guess, the constantly evolving nature of this particular uh, incident? I mean, a fire that's raging in central Newfoundland coming your way at times, and you don't know exactly its direction. It's all based on wind and, and weather and rain and, you know, sunshine and temperature and all of those evolving, chain, constantly changing factors. Was it hard to keep up with it, or was that uh, sort of baked into your to your emergency plan? I think it was in, you know, with regards to an emergency plan, I mean, you, as you can imagine, the time is totally spent on what is the emergency of the day. So, you know, I spent along with a bunch of other people who were involved with the emergency management committee probably about a week to 10 days in our boardroom at the town hall, which was our emergency headquarters. And as I mentioned daily, having these briefings where we would get on the phone in the morning at 8.30 and the first thing we would get is an update from forestry about the 
forest fire, the conditions, the proximity, uh, you know, the success in battling the fire, whether or not they were even able to, because there was times when the fire conditions were such that it w- they were unable to uh, do any firefighting. And to hear from the uh, the health committee and the group here in Central Health who were talking about evacuating patients and uh, all the other stakeholders. So we had a really good understanding of what was going on daily and had an opportunity three times a day to discuss that, which was, you know, invaluable really because communication is always so important. And uh, in this case, internal communication was uh, was excellent, I felt. And we were uh, we were in the know. And as a result, we were able to react accordingly. And one of the challenges, I guess, for us is is trying to walk that line when it comes to our external communication of making sure that people understand that this is a very, very serious situation and things like having your go bag ready and, you know, fire protecting your home and those sorts of messages have to go out there. But you don't want to set panic in either within the residents or the community and, you know, have people, uh, uh, you know, in a state of, uh, I guess, being upset or being uh, over uh, anxious about things. And so that was always a constant uh, struggle, I guess, if you will. And we tried our best to inform the residents and again it was a provincial emergency so we were cued by what their actions were and uh, worked in under them but really overall it was a, a good result for us and you know our thoughts or prayers are with the people in the west southwest coast with Port of Basque and area who were hit so hard and we can see you know I actually uh, Mayor Button from Port of Ass was on the panel with me and I had an opportunity to speak to him a little bit and tell me about, you know, some 60, 70, 80 homes that are lost and people who have to relocate to other areas who don't know where they're going to go and the financial uh, pressures with that and the stresses of dealing with insurances and maybe the lack thereof in some cases. So uh, this is real, you know, and I think as a as a province in, you know, the middle of the North Atlantic, uh, we do have have uh, the rising tides, which are a big, uh, I guess, big problem in the future, or certainly a big uh, threat, as is the global warming when it comes to our forests. So, you know, forest fires are going to be something that uh, could happen at any time in any year go forward, I would think, based on the temperatures and something that people need to be aware of and certainly something that uh, communities need to be aware of as well so that they are well prepared if and when the time comes. Our guest today on On Target is Grand Falls Windsor Mayor Barry Manuel. We'll be back right after this. Join us for On Target, one hour in which Linda Swain examines topics that mean the most to you. On Target, weekday afternoons at 1 on your VOCM. Our guest today is Grand Falls Windsor Mayor Barry Manuel. And Barry, of course, everybody is talking. The entire province is affected by health care. And uh, wherever you turn, there are very serious concerns about health care. The Health Accord was uh, recently introduced. And I know there are some concerns in your region. What are you being told and what does the town hope to see out of this process? Well, there's no question that you don't need to look far to see uh, some of the significant issues that uh, exist in healthcare and in Grand Falls, Windsor, and Central Newfoundland. It's really no different. We know that the province is getting ready now to amalgamate all the health authorities into one. Uh, so that's something, of course, that everybody is uh, is waiting for and uh, being engaged in the process to ensure we got our input in that. Uh, you know, for us, 
we know we've got an emergency department here that's bursting at the seams and we hear stories all over the province of course but here in central we have a number of communities who unfortunately have had their ERs on diversion and the diversion is to Grand Falls Windsor where we already have an overburdened uh, staff when it comes to nurses and physicians and uh, frontline workers so there's many many challenges and the health accord document itself is something that we've been fully engaged in Uh, we took part in the town hall meetings. We've had numerous meetings with uh, Dr. Parfrey and Sister Elizabeth Davis uh, while the health accord was being uh, prepared. And uh, we know what the thinking is. And I guess, you know, overall, the thinking has changed and it needs to change. We all know our geography and our demographics and that dictate that things had to be done differently and that we had to make sure that we are uh, providing the best health care possible uh, to everywhere in the province and at a you know reasonable or a cost that has dollars that's best spent so we actually uh, have a committee that was started about a year ago now uh, health coalition coalition committee here in town made up of a number of citizens uh, specifically citizens with some background in health care we have a retired ER nurse there's a uh, gentleman who's the chair, Cyril Farrell, is on the. Uh, he was on the health board for years here in Central. Uh, Alan Bradley, who was a senior manager in health for 10, 20, 30 years across the province, and uh, retired doctors, etc. So we've been fully engaged in talking about the health accord, how it is to be implemented, what impacts it has on Grand Falls, Windsor, uh, and the Central Region, because whatever happens. To us here in Central, uh, and you could include Gander in that as well, uh, has an impact on a lot of surrounding communities as well. It's not just the population of our communities. So, you know, we're on board with this. Uh, as a community, we've made it quite clear that we want to cooperate with um, the implementation of this report. There is a lot of good ideas there. There are a lot of challenges that need to be met, uh, and I feel that they can be met. Uh, but it's about getting everybody on board and understanding that decisions need to be made based on you know data and objectivity. And uh, at the end of the day, whatever gives the best health care coverage at the best cost for everybody across the province. Uh, so we continue to work with uh, them on the implementation of this. Uh, I think municipalities really play an important role here, particularly when you hear talks about uh, you know, uh, the social determinants of health, which you hear a lot of these days. And as a municipality, we have been uh, very active in you know, the last five, six, seven years, particularly in, in introducing a lot of new programs for our residents. So we've got programs for residents of all ages, from baby yoga to photography classes, to pickleball and cooking classes, there's gymnastics and, you know, all the other things that go on. We've had uh, trivia nights and we've had our poutine festivals and we got a whiskey event coming up and we got our culinary food festival. So things that give people an opportunity to get out, get active, uh, the core infrastructure with walking trails and the beautiful parks we have, Gorge Park, Church Road Park. We have free concerts in the park every Friday. We have bouncy castles set up around town. So as a community and a municipality, we recognize that we have a part to play in attempting to 
make sure that Newfoundlanders and Labradorians are more healthy in the future and uh, fully understand that prevention is the key here. And, you know, uh, we can just look to the healthcare system now and the overburden with the age of people and how sick people are and the data that shows how unhealthy a population we are and, you know, Newfoundland in general and central Newfoundland and Grand Falls, Windsor. So these are things that uh, the province and the powers that be in terms of implementation of the health accord, I think, need to be working closely with municipalities to ensure that uh, we're doing our part and uh, we do have a role to play and look forward to that being a positive one. What are you being told about the amalgamation process of Central Health uh, moving into this one health authority uh, province-wide? Um, are any concerns there? Any concerns about uh, how you know needs of Central Newfoundland are going to be met? Yeah, I mean, there's a number of concerns, of course, when you talk about amalgamation and you talk about the amalgamation of services. Uh, you know, we believe that uh, it's very possible now through the use of technology to have those services spread out. So if you're centralizing uh, any services, they don't have to be centralized necessarily in the biggest center, as may have been in the, in the past the case. Now with technology, you can spread those things out to allow all areas of the province uh, to benefit from that. And I was talking to Mr. Dave Diamond, who's the interim CEO of this uh, implementation for the merging of the health authorities on a couple of occasions, and uh, he an upfront and we've had an opportunity to discuss with him uh, those concerns as well as representation there's a talk of the uh, you know these regional councils when it comes to health so we have to make sure that our community and all communities really are well represented there and that the voice is not going through too many layers in order to get to where it needs to go and that's something they're committed to uh, to looking at as well and really for us it's about uh, uh, fairness and what makes sense and uh, that's all we want from this and we hope that we can see this change happen in the next 24 months 12 24 months i would think and uh, that we would move on then to uh, improving under the one health authority and one good thing that they have going for them is there are a lot of other problems that have already gone this route and as is always the case there's been mistakes made and there's been lessons learned and there's been good things that have been done and I think Mr. Diamond is very cognizant of that along with his team and have been uh, looking at other health authorities and in an effort to avoid any problems that have existed in the past uh, so we look forward to that and again what part we play as a community and, and how we can help. Recruitment and retention, of course, that continues to grab headlines everywhere. And uh, you, you mentioned the diversions that are affecting your ER in Grand Falls, Windsor, which you say is already bursting at the seams and is just adding to the problem when people have to come in from other areas where their ER is not up and running at this particular time. Um, are you satisfied with efforts uh, towards recruitment and retention? I know Central Health has had a lot of challenges in that area uh, over the last little while. Um, do you see any improvements there? Are you hopeful for improvements there? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, again, you know, we recognize that uh, that is a, a complicated issue when you talk about recruitment and retention. A lot of things need to happen. Uh, I am, uh, you know, very pleased with the action that's been taken by uh, Minister Osborne in the last uh, few months, particularly. There's been a lot of things in the news, uh, him and the Premier and others who are looking to think outside the box and do a lot of things that need to be done when it comes to uh, recruiting 
treating physicians, making it easier on health professionals to come to the province. Uh, you know, uh, the process has to be streamlined. Uh, things have to be done in a way that uh, satisfies all physicians, but makes sense to the public and the delivery of, of the service. So, you know, again, we see municipalities having a big role to play in this. And in fact, the coalition group that I had mentioned earlier, one of their focus areas is uh, recruitment and retention. We had an event probably about three weeks ago where we had uh, families of physicians and professionals in the area. And we, we had a family day for them and invited them out and, you know, played some trivia games and got everybody together uh, in a social setting. We've had MUN students who uh, are working here on residencies who we uh, have sponsor socials for bowling and curling and uh, cross-country skiing, axe throwing, whatever the case may be. And we see that really as a community, we know that socialization and getting attached to the community is where uh, physicians and health professionals, uh, what they look for. And obviously on top of all the other things that cover licensing and, uh, you know, uh, remuneration and those sorts of things that municipality has no control over. So between our uh, infrastructure, you know, walking trails and our programs that we have for kids and all ages and the direct uh, efforts in having a recruitment and retention uh, events here in town and inviting those people out. I think uh, we've been proactive and we look forward to doing uh, more of the same. And it's a very difficult, difficult problem. I mean, it's not one solution. And I know Minister Osborne has been clear on that and, again, has done a lot of things to uh, take action to get the ball rolling and fixing this because it's not going to happen overnight. But uh, we have to start and we have to be committed, I think, to a long-term vision when it comes to uh, recruitment and retention strategy and something that puts Newfoundland and Labrador on an even uh, level with other provinces and other areas of the world. Our guest today on On Target is the Mayor of Grand Falls, Windsor, Barry Manuel. We'll, we'll be back right after this. Join us for On Target, one hour in which Linda Swain examines topics that mean the most to you. On Target, weekday afternoons at 1 on your VOCM. Guest today is the Mayor of Grand Falls, Windsor, Barry Manuel. And uh, Barry, we're all talking about it. It's affecting all of us in very profound ways. But what kind of an impact is inflation having on municipal operations in Grand Falls, Windsor? Oh, well, like everywhere, uh, Linda, inflation is, is hurting everybody, really, in some way or another. And uh, we're seeing it here at the municipal level, of course, first and foremost with our residents. You know, we're seeing enormous uh, uptake in uh, services uh, such as, you know, f- food sharing with our food banks and also clothing and other uh, things that are offered here, community kitchen, that sort of thing. So we recognize that uh, people are really hurting. And as a municipality, we want to try to continue to uh, have the level of service that we always have, uh, while at the same time recognizing that the burden is already high on the uh, taxpayers and, of course, on the municipality itself. When you look at operations of a municipality and you you think about things like uh, paving or uh, operating equipment that uses a lot of fuel or your water treatment plant, when you look at the chemicals and that that are used and uh, just like the grocery store, you know, those sorts of things are uh, seeing huge increases in cost and is adding on to the municipal costs as well. And, 
You know, we always have core infrastructure needs and they need to be maintained. So uh, we certainly hope that the industry promise in the area is going to help things in the next number of years. You know, we've got uh, a number of promising uh, things going on with the mining, particularly in Marathon Gold and other uh, exciting prospects in the region. And we've got, uh, you know, the tech industry, which now you're able to have people working from home and the company, as you are aware of, Verifin and St. John's, who uh, continue to employ Newfoundlanders and Labradorians. We have some Verifin employees working right here in town because they can do so. Um, so being able to have career opportunities, being able to have these industries flourish uh, is going to help. You know, inflation is something that the federal government, the uh, provincial government and municipal government all have to deal with, as well as individuals. And nobody likes it, but it is a reality and it's something that uh, we, we we are uh, we are cognizant of when it comes to our spending and uh, you know where to put our dollars. How do you account for this extraordinary inflation in your budgetary process? No doubt, you know the the budget that you set last year does it take into account these kinds of huge increases? Is there any wiggle room whatsoever? How do you account for that? Well, there's not a whole lot of wriggle room. I'll be honest with you. When it comes to our town, I know we run a lean organization. Uh, you know, I know everybody when it comes to municipal workforces uh, outside may think that they're they're bloated or they could use some cutbacks. But in our case, I mean, we've only added probably five or ten positions in the last 30 years, and our community has grown uh, hugely. And for us, we are in our budget process now, so we go through every. Dep- Department line by line. We want to make sure that we are uh, saving money where we can. There's not a whole lot of easy opportunities there, that's for sure. But it also, um, you have to look at your spending. So, you know, where can you uh, look to save and where is spending valuable? And that's something that sometimes can be contentious as well, you know, because we look at things from a big picture standpoint when it comes to investing into tourism, as an example. And we've got our, uh, you know, our riverfront development that's uh, huge and Gorge Park and our walking trails and our hopes of having a suspension bridge and we got a zip lining operation going here now and river rafting and, and our ATV snowmobile investments where we want to have our trailway bring people into our community and have ATV uh, connectivity in our community. So you know, it's a difficult time for all councils, and I think everybody recognizes that. And, you know, we're getting close to where we're going to see where some of our uh, problem areas are, I guess, with regards to budget. And uh, then the, the decisions need to be made uh, in terms of what, you know, can we do and how we can do it. And hopefully that'll be done uh, in the least amount of impact on, uh, on our residents and the town as a whole. Will you be able to avoid tax increases? That's a good question. I mean, every year you wonder whether or not uh, you are going to be able to avoid them. We always want to avoid them. I mean, our municipal tax increases over the last six, eight years have been minimal, really. And obviously, we're bound to uh, housing assessments and that to uh, dictate the uh, cost of property taxes here in town. Our water rates and our property taxes are comparable with all other uh, communities our size and and even better in most cases. It's uh, 
it's a time when you get down to the end of the budget and you look and you want to have so much money left for capital out of revenue where you would, you know, reduce your borrowing and that sort of thing, which all has an impact, uh, obviously, on on costs going forward. Our debt ratio now is, is still one of the best in the province. So we do have some room that way, uh, but it's never a good option when you uh, when you have to uh, increase taxes uh, to make ends meet. And unfortunately, I think you're going to find a lot of municipalities uh, may be in that uh, boat this year. And uh, it's because of the rising costs and that, that everybody is uh, everybody is experiencing. But for us, uh, we're not at that point yet, and we certainly hope to avoid it. You mentioned earlier about how much the town has grown over the years, and uh, you also outlined uh, quite a bit of the family-friendly infrastructure that you've put into place and some of this active living uh, kind of initiatives that you have. Uh, But how is the town doing in terms of uh, attracting new residents? Uh, We've seen this influx of Ukrainians. We've seen uh, Afghans coming in and Syrians and the rest of it. Is the town seeing any success in attracting new residents to the area? Yeah, I mean, I think we are. It's It's got to be balanced out, I guess, against your aging demographics and what's causing, uh, you know, we have mortality rates, for example, that goes against our uh, population growth. But we're seeing certainly a lot of immigration into our community, and there's a need for that. I mean, we know across the province that the void that's going to be left uh, in the years and decades to come uh, in our workforce uh, is going to be huge. And we need to embrace immigration, and we need to make sure that we are welcoming and uh, make things convenient for people. And I know the province has been doing a lot in that regard, and we've been doing some stuff ourselves here to you know, just have uh, communication with new residents and reaching out to them and making sure things are going okay and uh, you know how we can help and uh, talks of having sort of a, uh, a navigation system where newcomers to town can reach out and have some uh, easy access to questions that they're going to have and we do have some services in town, of course, that already offer that and uh, we support that and for us, you know, we have a thriving mining industry. We're looking at the uh, tourism industry here. Uh, aquaculture is still alive on the south coast and something we expect that uh, Grand Falls Windsor uh, will continue to benefit from. And we've got our energy, you know, the clean energy piece. And who knows where it's all going in the future, but certainly is not out of the realm of possibility for wind energy to be in various areas of the province, including central. And we're going to need people to uh, fill those roles. And when it comes to immigration and uh, our healthcare system, where the you know the biggest need seems to be now, and and certainly most crucial, you see our province is going to India now on a mission to try to get some recruits out of uh, English speaking nursing school over there. Uh, you know, talking to uh, the stations that are engaged with people who are leaving Ukraine, particularly health professionals, to try to engage to have them come to Newfoundland and Labrador. So it's uh, it's obviously a big piece of our future and something that we uh, we need to uh, be focused on so that we are again you know ahead of the game and uh, make sure we're covering all angles and get as many people as we can uh, coming here to support that.
Our guest today on On Target is the mayor of Grand Falls, Windsor, Barry Manuel. We'll be back right after this. Got plans for midnight? Bring your VOCM along with the best soundtrack for every night, anywhere. The VOCM All Night Show, midnight on your VOCM. Guest today on On Target is the mayor of Grand Falls, Windsor, Barry Manuel. And Barry, you started off by uh, mentioning that you attended the M&L conference in uh, recent days. And no doubt regionalization was uh, very high on the agenda there. What kind of a role... Can Grand Falls Windsor play in a regional approach to the delivery of services? Well, again, as being uh, the hub of uh, this area, and we have a lot of uh, services that we can offer to other communities. I think first thing that comes to mind, of course, is you know the number of staff that we would have or the, the capacity to be able to do work in certain areas. And I use things like uh, the engineering department and you know the ability to be able to uh, do plans and drawings and that, and to reach out and to work together on those sorts of things is one way and a small way that we could do it. We we know that things are going the way of regionalization. We already have some examples, uh, you know, the biggest one being our water treatment facility, which is here and is operated by the town of Grand Falls, Windsor, but it serves five communities. So it provides water to Grand Falls, Windsor, Bishop's Falls, Botwood, Peterview, and Northern Arm. Uh, so that's already an example of regionalization. You know, we also uh, share some services when it comes to our fire dispatch and uh, animal control on a part-time basis uh, with our friends in Bishop's Falls. So these are things that government really needs to lead and uh, we are ready and willing to get engaged in those conversations because again not unlike the health accord and the elimination of redundancies and uh, making sure that there's efficiencies created regionalization is much the same it's it's a realization of our future and uh, the demographic that we have and the uh, factors that we're dealing with that are challenges when it comes to core infrastructure uh, could be recreational infrastructure or services provided. You know, a big one that we will be talking about, I would expect sometime in the, in the not-too-distant future, is a, uh, a recreation complex. Uh, Grand Falls-Windsor's uh, infrastructure is very old, and as is the surrounding communities, uh, when you look at stadiums and, you know, pools and this sort of thing. And we'd be looking at a new recreational complex that's a necessity sometime in the not-too-distant future, and that should be a regionalized project, I do believe, and it's something that I know uh, the funding agencies out there who we rely on so heavily are looking in those directions as well, and we just want to uh, make sure that everybody gets together and we start talking about this and how it can be done, what challenges it presents, and you know we support a lot of things in the region now, understanding that what is good for other areas in central Newfoundland and in the province in many cases is good for Grand Falls Windsor as well. And the opposite is true. So there's regional groups that we uh, support and there's uh, activities that are regional in nature that we support. And it's just about making the municipal dollar stretch a little further and uh, and provincial government who fund a lot of municipalities, particularly through the municipal capital works plan, having their 
money stretch further as well. You know, we are in a pretty good shape here in Grand Falls, Windsor, when it comes to our core infrastructure with our wastewater, which is also a uh, something we've been hearing a lot about in the last number of years, the federal regulations. But I'm pleased to report that Grand Falls, Windsor is up to standard when it comes to our wastewater effluent that's going into the Exploits River. And we've done a lot of work over the last 25 years and improvements in the last couple of years uh, to see that uh, come to be. So, you know, core infrastructure in other areas, it's difficult to keep up on. Uh, Can we share with other communities and share in all ways in order to uh, make this happen? Yes, we can. And it's going to take a willingness on behalf of everybody to take part in those discussions. And it's going to take, uh, you know, government to, I believe, to lead this as well with support from the municipalities. Are uh, surrounding municipalities open to the concept? Do you have good communication with Bishops Falls, Botwood, Badger? Yeah, I believe that they are. I mean, obviously, every community uh, in the province is, is going to want to look out for itself and always protect its residents, as its job should be, but also recognizing that uh, regionalization is the way of the future, and it's a, a good thing. And, you know, uh, I'm not saying every, everything would need to be in Grand Falls, Windsor, as such. If it makes sense to have facilities elsewhere, then that's what we could do. And, and you know, it's just Talking to our you know, partners in Bishop's Falls particularly, I know that they understand this and we've been talking about that and there's lots of things to discuss in detail when it comes to uh, actually you know, laying out some regionalization groundwork in all areas of the province, but uh, I think it's something that people understand it's common, certainly from the municipal government level, and something that they're willing to, uh, to take on as a discussion. We only have about four minutes left, but you touched on these uh, topics a little while ago, and it's a, it's the fun stuff that I like too. Uh, ATV, Skidoo Trail Development Plan, and I know that uh, um, Corner Brook, for instance, has had a lot of success with developing ATV um, tourism in the area. And uh, this phase two of the Gorge Park, tell us a little bit about some of these projects. Well, again, the ATV thing is that we want to have ATV connectivity in our town. So we're, um, you know, identifying a trail around town that could be accessible by residents uh, from their houses uh, that would take them then to places of the expanse of land and water across the river or uh, down in New Bay or, you know, uh, west of Grand Falls, Windsor as well. Uh, Those places, that's one thing we want to do, but we also want to get the ATV traffic that comes right through our town because the trailway in Grand Falls, Windsor comes directly through the town uh, to come off the trailway and make it convenient for them to not only get into town but to find their way to the businesses, the restaurants, the hotels and uh, be able to do that under ATV. So, you know, we've got a group in Central Trailnet who've been looking at expanding trails all around the region and when you look at the snowmobiling, which is a, usually if the weather cooperates, it's a big chunk of your winter, uh, we have some great snowmobiling opportunities here in central Newfoundland and I think about again down around the New Bay Lake area where you may have snow in May down there and we are uh, mowing our grass so you know that's a, that's a real possibility and something we feel that there's a big economic uh, benefit to and when it comes to Gorge Park you know we have as I said a uh, zip lining operation it's a beautiful park that's used uh, every day by a lot of different residents we want to put a suspension bridge across the river we got the 
engineering work done on that. We want to connect that into the Salmonoid Interpretation Center, which is a world-class facility here in town. We've got the beautiful Grand Falls House, of course, that's also close to the river, which the town now has in its inventory, and there's a foundation of people in town who are looking to sustain that property and uh, to make sure that we use that to the benefit of tourism. People are into experiential tourism now, so being able to provide that experience and having these, uh, you know, different offerings, uh, whether it be to river rafting or just maybe taking people out in the country and having a having a boil up on a trail somewhere, uh, the tourists are really into that. We know Newfoundland and Labrador more than ever now is a desirable destination for tourists, and the data supports that. And ATVs, trails, and that sort of thing are the top of the list for people who are coming here. So, you know, we uh, look forward to a very bright future in tourism. We know that the province as a whole has a very bright future in tourism. And again, working together in that is important uh, within the region so that any, everybody benefits. And you know, before we finish, Linda, I'd just like to say, you know, we got an active Facebook page. If you go on to Town of Grand Falls, Windsor Facebook, you'll see a ton of things that are going on, whether it be activities or programs or events, and uh, you know, keep people up to speed on that. And uh, we have the Special Olympics coming up uh, after Christmas this year. It'll be the second time we hosted the Special Olympics in the last five years, and we have a very uh, healthy group of Special Olympians and the exploits hurricanes here in our region, and we look forward to welcoming Special Olympians from all over the province again uh, after Christmas uh, in February as they descend in on Grand Falls, Windsor, and uh, take part in some fun sporting events. Mayor Barry Manuel, a pleasure as always. Really appreciate your time this afternoon. Thank you so much. No, thanks for the offer, uh, Linda. I really appreciate it. And we'll be back tomorrow. Thanks for listening, everyone. Have a great afternoon.